of the are you ready to ramble podcast uh we had a super fire episode last night that we recorded or we recorded but the audio just did not turn out good it was like an hour and a half worth of good conversation about the the not i was gonna say pros and cons of our culture but the similarities and differences of uh our cultures yep so Man, I wish I could have fixed it and uploaded it, but as an hour and a half worth of audio, and there was no like simple solution to, to my problem. Mm-hmm. I was up till what three a.m. No, I was here two thirty ish, almost yeah. three a.m. Just trying to figure out solutions. But anyway, I'm just gonna dedicate it to the craft. <laughs> I do this for you guys, man. All my seventeen, mm-hmm. all, all our seventeen listeners. <laughs> you, we have like an. I, we do have people in like Washington and Tennessee. Really? Listen, yeah, listen to our podcast. I saw it on on the website, the Anchor website. Yeah. And there was like, like was it like three percent of people in Tennessee or like in Washington listen to the podcast? I was like, oh wow. Oh well, maybe they just stumbled upon it. Probably. I mean, listen to it early. I think you have to like actually stream it all the way through for it to register as like a listener. Okay. So hey, th- shout out to you guys for stumbling upon uh, upon our podcast yeah and obviously the majority of people who listen to our podcast are like our friends and family friends and family yeah in Cal- not california um arizona <laughs> and las vegas shout out to you guys too thanks yeah. um but anyway we're coming to you with another episode uh topic of this one is um being a hyphen american and the import- importance of learning and knowing a culture so mm-hmm. if you don't know what i'm talking about like being a hyphen american like for me i'm filipino so i would i was born in america i was born in hawaii so that would make me a filipino american and i would be a mexican american so um i'm just gonna sprinkle sprinkle that into the conversation no i'm saying sprinkle like we're just gonna go over it briefly but no that's the main topic of conversation for this episode here also you know what since i didn't get to shout it out in the last episode because it never uploaded because i can't fix the audio or whatever you don't want you didn't come to this you didn't listen to us to hear about technical difficulties mm-hmm. and shit like that so um what did i say yesterday oh uh rest in peace bob saget i didn't mean to laugh at that but rest in peace bob saget um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna do no, my, my ex- excerpt again. No, please don't. It's endearing. It sounded, no, it it's sounded endearing. almost disrespectful. It's not because it's very endearing to Bob Saget and who he was as a person. Okay. So it was an excerpt from a poet. Uh, like I said, uh, a warrior poet. My favorite warrior poet. One of them will be the base god, and the the line goes thirty on my dick. Because I look like Bob Saget, which I just, I resonate with it. Okay. Okay, so I just want to get that um, off my chest first and foremost. Also, rest in peace, Betty White. The that great was, that Betty was White. crazy. Well, I, no, it wasn't no, crazy. She was like 90. Yeah. She was old. Yeah. I think, 80, 
if she didn't die, who who would have who do you think would have died first, her or Queen Elizabeth? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, she's old as shit. Yeah. Well, she was only a few years younger than Betty White. Maybe they could have taken her. I don't. I don't care about the queen like that. Well, we're not British, so exactly. Uh, we're American, is what that is. A. Hey, Seventeen seventy-six. You know what the fuck it is. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk about being a hyphen American, um, and the struggles of not being enough for America and not being enough for our respective ethnicities. Ethnicities. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, for you, being a Mexican American. You know, obviously Mexican culture is very prevalent in America. Yeah. How, what are you, what were your struggles being Mexican American? Um, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of those struggles. Mm-hmm. I don't think just because I grew up in Arizona and Texas, which I was around a lot of Mexicans, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I ever really struggled. And at home, it was always Mexican stuff, Mexican food, Mexican music, Mexican everything. All Mexican um, everything. Basically. Uh, so I never really felt that struggle, at least looking back at it, trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my friends are Mexican. Like, I have very few, like, white friends. Mm-hmm. Um, The only time I did see, like, a difference was... When I went to Mexico, like anytime I would go to Mexico, I always felt like me being American was very prevalent, like very like you are American. You are not like full on Mexican because you did not grow up here. You don't know exactly the full on culture here in Mexico and how to live here. Because mm-hmm. even when I go, even still to this day, it's it's crazy to say, but it's it's a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the things that they're day to day is not my day to day because I guess like you, you could say I'm privileged. Same, yeah, I was gonna say you don't have a they don't have the same privilege privileges it, as us in America. Exactly. So, um and I could tell with my cousins too, like I would say certain things, I wouldn't say things correctly and be like, what the fuck are you Yeah, saying? they were they would <laughs> kinda of make fun of me. So those are the times where I didn't feel Mexican enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I ever didn't feel that I wasn't American enough, but honestly like that never bothered me. Yeah. I never felt like I need to be more American. Because it's like, well. You just, just uh, always like to stay close to comfort. Like you never like went anywhere and just be like, ooh, uh, I am too Mexican for this place. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Like in Scottsdale yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I don't really go there that often. But right. yeah. Yeah. In those places I would. Yeah. I could definitely tell like stares like oh she's this is a like, this little mexican girl here she, she she's a little fair tone but she's not like us yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, i don't know i've always I, I just growing up i've always been around places that are predominantly mexican, mexican. Yeah. yeah i think the, mo- the majority of like the population here in arizona is like the fair tone people very fair tone people and mexicans yeah so I mean, it's not out of your norm, really. I guess, so to speak, you know, for you to just live your everyday life and feel like you're out of place. Mm-hmm. For me, on the other hand, being uh, Filipino Americans, we're just Asians in general are like considered exotic people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's not like I think more so now with like the 
explosion of like Korean culture. Yeah, a lot of people love K-pop, and a lot of Mexican people. A lot of Mexican people love love K-pop. I would go as far as to say they have a Korean fetish. I don't know. Some of them do. I maybe I I don't know. I know your younger sister and niece have one. I wouldn't say they have a fetish. They just find them a love. They love the. They love the Koreans. The Korean, at least the Korean. (laughs) Uh, k-pop stars yeah i mean a lot of people do and you know but they're not like obsessive either no i've seen obsessive and they are not obsessive Uh, they're pretty borderline i would say i wouldn't even say borderline i don't know um anyway we're not gonna get into that but yeah i mean even so even with the uh like i said explosion of like korean culture and everyone just loving k-pop and bts and pink and stuff like that Mm -hmm. asians are still considered to be like exotic people right right or even i like filipinos more so because not we're not like very a well-known culture Mm -hmm. in america or anywhere in the world yeah unless you're like you know a boxing fan you know manny pacquiao he's like the biggest thing that came out of the philippines since yeah there's not a lot of well-known filipinos no not unless you're like super like you know you do your research about like people then like you would know like filipino defense like mm-hmm. uh nicole scherzinger what nicole scherzinger yeah she's filipino-american um who else bruno mars is filipino-american joe coy um oh well yeah no i would say they're american yeah they were all they're born, born. American. yeah what am I talking about? Um, all half breeds, mm-hmm. but they're still Filipino American. But like, what was I trying to say? Um, what was I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, but like, you know, we're just you know, uh, Filipinos are just really even with like the celebrities that we have, like Joe Coy and Manny Pacquiao. Like, we're still an unknown culture. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. Like, I still can't differentiate all you, all the Asians. Like, I still have a hard time figuring out, okay, are you... Which one is which? Which one is which? Yeah. I've gotten better with Filipino Asians just because I've been around them more. But, like, mm-hmm. I do find it hard. So, I just... Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I just respect their culture. Whatever. Yeah. Thai, Vietnamese, Korean... Japanese. Yeah, like, unless you like really like dive deep and like trying to learn about different cultures, no lie, coming from an Asian, it kind of it, it sounds the same. Yeah, they all look the same. Yeah, no racial. Anyway, I mean, but I feel like people say that about Latinos too that we all look the same. Yes and no, and like I said, that goes into like if you really like deep dive deep into like the different like Hispanic cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, you can differentiate like the dialects of like uh, Mexican Spanish and like uh, Dominican Spanish, Puerto Rican Spanish. Uh, but Colombian. that's that's if you really know, like that's what I'm saying. Like if you you're really, really paid, deep, yeah. But to anybody, everybody, honestly, there's I've heard a lot of people saying speaking Mexican. Yeah. Even to the people that are like Dominican and Puerto Rican and yeah, Colombian, and they. We speak it's Spanish, but every country has their own dialect, has their own accent, has their own words. 
And even within Mexico itself, you guys have different dialects. Um, I guess we, from region to region. Region to region, we have our, our different words, our different accents. Mm-hmm. Just like in America, we have different accents too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a I had a friend in high school. His name was Eric. He was Dominican Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and he would get, he would get mad every time when he would try to when he speak Spanish. Um, he'd be like, "Hey, dog, why are you speaking Mexican to us?" And he would get pissed. Yeah, it's kind of insulting. It is. It yeah. is insulting. <laughs> it is insulting. And Loki, I don't know, you know, he was a boxer too. Yeah. He could he could throw hands. I took boxing classes with him and we sparred and that dude whooped my ass. Well, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of incentive to do it. I didn't say it to him. I probably did. You probably did, knowing but you. Because un- un- you talk some mad shit all I the did. damn time. I am a shit talker. <laughs> but yeah, he whooped my ass, bro. He was fucking uh miguel cotto if you guys know who miguel cotto is he's like the reincarnation in in amongst our group of friends but um yeah you don't you don't think that i'm not saying that it is because i know it is disrespectful but you don't think like when people um say like when you speak spanish and mm-hmm. they say stop speaking mexican you don't think like oh like this this language is like even though there's different cultures that speak spanish it's synonymous with mexican people do you there's no like sense of like endearment. Endearment. Yeah, do you know what I'm trying to say? No. Like, like no matter what, what um, country speaks Spanish, it mm. always comes back to you guys. Oh. Like you guys are so well known. Yeah. Do you have like that sense of endearment? Like, oh, okay. Well, no. I'm like no. Yeah. No, because we're all different. Right. You can't categorize us all as Mexicans because we're literally all different. And that's fucking wrong and racist. No. Um, I, I Honestly, I'm like, if you're going to insult me, you better insult me correctly. Yeah. Like. That, that's always been my thing. I. Obviously, racism is bad. Right. Right. I don't condone it. Mm-hmm. But I am not opposed uh, to a good joke. <laughs> about my people at least yeah right like i i've always heard jokes growing up is you know oh asian people you guys eat dogs oh you guys can't drive blah 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 small dicks whatever yeah though it may be true it's played out <laughs> <laughs> those jokes are played out like if you if you can like make an asian joke and you know like be creative with it i'll give it to you mm-hmm. i might be hurt but i'll give it to you i'll laugh at it but if you're making the ooh hero hero eh, oh you a shit hero like get out of here dog shit's played out yeah I don't that shit's whack yeah I also don't en- enjoy the um cholo accents yeah which you're big on doing it I don't understand why That's I've, what ex- I grew up I've with. explained to you so many times that not all mexicans have that accent it's literally like if you grew up in california and you're like third fourth generation you've been in california since the beginning and not all mexicans from california have that accent um no they don't but i am just like you can't just be like based off of shows and tvs where you've seen mexicans as honestly in film it's mostly mexicans are seen as drug lords or cholos yeah and that's not all of mex like all of mexicans that's not what mexico is that's not what mexican people are i'm not justifying it but that's what i 
screw up around. Yeah, and as many times <laughs> as I told you, that's not my family, and you've been around my family, yet you still do I it. Don't do it anymore. You still no, do it every no, now and then. I don't do it anymore. It anyway, does kind of like anger me, and I'm just like, oh I don't my do goodness. It I don't. No. Anyway, Doña Flor, uh, Don Antonio, I'd like to formally apologize to you guys. I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But anyway, your your dad knows. You told him. Your mom knows. You told her. Yeah. I, I don't do it anymore. But I bet you never told him I apologize. Because I don't think you ever have. I just I do. Just right now. No. I've done it before. Anyway, I don't think so. Anyway, but yeah, like especially to like a lot of like the Asian people, um, they are especially like in film, like in Hollywood, they're always like cast as like the nerdy guy, or like uh, like a sh- a shop owner, like a liquor yeah. store owner, or stuff like that. Someone just like a dweeb almost. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, there are those. There are. Yeah, but there. I've also learned even with dating you, like. There's also like a whole nother. There's a different breed. Of there's Asians. a different breed of Asians. There's hood rat Asians. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of hood rat Asians. There are a lot of Asian gangs. Yeah, I, which I didn't know. I knew about like in Japan there's gangs, but like I didn't know that like it, it like came all the way to America as well. Yeah. Oh, it's the the there's a lot of especially like in California. I don't know if there's anything in Las Vegas that I've ever heard of. I'm sure there's like little clicks and stuff, but there's a lot of like. Mostly in California, there's a lot of Asian gangs, like a lot of like Vietnamese, Filipino, Chinese, and like other like Hmong people. Mm-hmm. They have like they're pretty prevalent, which we wouldn't think so. Yeah, because you're like, oh, Asian people, whatever. They're five foot two, small as shit, mm-hmm. chinky eyes. Well, what's there to be afraid of? But those motherfuckers are crazy, they're scary, yeah, scary people. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been around some. And I was afraid for my life. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, getting back into the topic, uh, being a hyphen American, like um, me being Filipino American, like I said, we're just like exotic people. Not a lot of people know about us. Mm-hmm. So all they see with us is the chinky eyes. Yeah. And just like how in uh, Mexican or like Hispanic culture, if you speak Spanish, you're automatically Mexican. Yeah. And for us, for Asian people, if you have hispanic eyes you're chinese chinese that's it yeah that's, people that's just, what you are that's what you do yeah because people just don't educate themselves I, I feel like it is getting kind of a little bit better yeah because people are more willing to educate themselves yeah like you, they, you got the internet now yeah and uh, i think a lot like with social media especially like tiktok and stuff like a lot of people are like exploring new things like there's a lot of food tiktoks yeah i mean go, i feel like food is like the easiest way to get into culture the, probably the best way the best way too for yeah. sure because if you can't like if you don't want to learn the language or learn the, like the culture like to jump into it like you can do eat, at least eat the food yeah like that's the best way to learn about it mm-hmm. and i've learned a lot about mexican culture because of your mom mm-hmm. she'll speak about food yeah and she'll go into detail about it mm-hmm. um but excuse <coughs> me um but yeah no uh being uh filipino-american um, it was kind of hard for me because, you know, the same struggles that you went to or went through, like going back to like the Philippines and like the people there are like, it's different from mm-hmm. how we live. Like you said, we're, we're, I'm definitely more privileged here than the people are in the Philippines. Right. Um, I don't really speak the language fluently. Mm-hmm. Like my family speaks both dialects. Um, the two main ones, um, Tagalog and Ilocano. 
mm-hmm. and I don't speak it fluently, but I can, I can under, I can understand it more than I can speak it, which is the case for most Filipino Americans, if mm-hmm. not, you know, all of them. Right. Um, well, definitely most. I know it's the same for like, um, you know, Mexican American kids. Um, I think I feel like they're more, they're more in tune with their culture than Filipino Americans are. It depends. I I think you've just seen within my family that's how we are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely other Latinos that their parents, because of judgment, they wouldn't speak Spanish. Yeah. It's because they didn't want to get judged. They didn't want to get insulted. They didn't want to get threatened. So they decided that they didn't want to teach their children Spanish because they didn't want the same situations for their children. Mm-hmm. So they may not even understand it if they heard it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in my family, that's not what it was. I My first language was Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then, then later on, I like learned English because I have like three older sisters of course so they would speak to me in english and spanish mm-hmm. and i i never strayed away from learning spanish and speaking in spanish um so it, it's like i said it's different for everybody else at least within for me myself my family my older sisters we all speak spanish pretty fluently and mm-hmm. we understand it obviously there's things that there's words or sayings that i may not understand but i'm I ask questions. I'm like, well, what is that word? What does that mean? That way I'm educating myself still. I would say with my younger sister, she definitely didn't or hasn't fully gotten fluent with speaking Spanish, but she can understand a lot of it. Yeah. And she'll tell you herself, you know, she's like, yeah, I don't speak it. But like, if you talk to me in Spanish, I understand you. I can you. pick up on it. I yeah, and I can like respond back to you in English and a little bit in Spanish, but she's just so uncomfortable with speaking Spanish, even though we like let her know that like, hey, like the, okay. the, the more you speak it, the more you'll feel comfortable. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it just all depends. Mm-hmm. Is your sister, what I see it a lot on TikTok, what's a no sabo kid? A no sabo <laughs> kid is those kids that don't speak Spanish, don't understand spanish don't bother to learn it. don't bother to learn it don't bother to like understand the culture okay. i don't think your sister's that because no. she's very she's very like i don't know about very involved involved in the culture but she um kind of immerses herself more than like the average mexican-american kid would yeah and she does dance yeah well i would say like a lot of people who say no sabo kids it's gonna be like second third generation uh-huh. they've been here in america for a long time And they probably don't go to Mexico to know what it's like to be there, Mm -hmm. to be around the culture, you know, have those experiences. I would say those are the no sabo kids. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just the way you were raised. It's it's up to your parents and it's up to you if you want to stay that way Americanized or if you want to introduce your own culture Mm -hmm. back into your life. Yeah. Again, that's my opinion. I don't know. Everybody's opinion is different. Sounds about right to me, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a, a, a lot of that too. It, ha- it within me at least, like, uh, at, more so recently, I've tried to immerse myself more in like Filipino culture because for the longest time, as a child, I kind of neglected it, which you know saddens me to say. And I think it, we, well, I, I don't, I didn't neglect it, but mm-hmm. I think if you do neglect it, it's more because of society 
it's not cool yeah yeah and that kind of ties into like you know being a hyphen american mm-hmm. not you know you're not american enough to live in america or be accepted by uh americans but you're not um you know enough for your respective homeland yeah or you know whatever so like i Especially when I was younger, I definitely neglected my culture because I was just uncomfortable being Filipino. Because mm-hmm. no one knew what it was. Um, apparently, when I was like a toddler, mm-hmm. or when I, whenever I could speak, uh, I would speak Tagalog and Ilocano fluently. That's because that's what my parents, you know, yeah. their native tongue. That's what they would talk to me in. And I would that you're at home. I'm at home. So who who else are you going to talk to exactly. other than your parents exactly yeah. and they knew english too but i mean obviously you know we're at home that's the that's the native tongue that's mm-hmm. what we speak that's what we are that's what we do yeah but um when i guess come came the time where i ha- i went to school i started speaking english mm-hmm. and obviously you you got to speak english in you school you got to adapt yeah you have to adapt and so uh i mean i went to school in hawaii I was born in Hawaii. I went to school there uh, until like third grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hawaii is very. That's like the melting pot of Asia. It really is. In America. It really is. That, that and like Malaysia. Yeah. There's a lot of Filipinos in Hawaii. Mostly like Ilocanos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a lot of like a different Asian culture, especially like Native Hawaiians. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a place where um, it, it, English is the predominant language because mm-hmm. it is a part of america yeah so the school system you had to speak english and everything so once i started going to school i lost the ability to speak ilocano and tagalog fluently mm-hmm. and if you you know that saying if you don't use it you lose it yeah so a lot of the times uh, or when i was going to school english was the only language i would speak so it just kind of you just go bait and switch yeah you just Stuck to the English. Stuck to the English. And um, as, you know, I grew older, uh, when we moved from Hawaii to um, Nevada, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a huge, it was a huge culture shock for me. Because mm-hmm. it's Hawaii. If you've been to Hawaii, you know that it's not like, we call it mainland America. Mm-hmm. The culture is very different. Everything is different. It's... It was like, whoa. Like night and day. It's like night and day. Like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, being from, being Filipino and then being from Hawaii, we don't really have, like, um, all four seasons. It gets cold every once in a while, but not cold, like, in the mainland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, depending on which region of America you live in. Yeah. Like, when I first moved to Las Vegas, um, it was, I think, November or December. As soon as I stepped off that plane, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why does it feel like a freezer? Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is this is crazy." Yeah. So and anyway, so <coughs> so I uh, as I grew older, um, I just disassociated myself with being Filipino. Mm-hmm. And I remember there's one time um, when I was still living in Hawaii. I remember my uh, my uncle asking me. He was like. Oh, you're you're gonna go to Las Vegas. You're gonna be a city boy. Yeah, look at you, city boy. And he's like, you know, just don't forget, you're a Filipino. And I was like, I'm not an American. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not a, I'm not Filipino. I'm American. I don't I don't even speak the language. Mm-hmm. I speak American. I am American. That's what I am. That's what I do. Yeah. And I mean, 
they kind of played it off, but to them, they're probably like, what the? What are you, no, you're not. Shut up. You're brown. Mm-hmm. You have slanted eyes. Yeah. You have a Spanish last name. <laughs> Get out of here. If anything, you're Mexican. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, like, I remember that, and, like, thinking about it now, I'm like, damn, what was I talking about, bro? I mean, because we're young. We don't know. Yeah. We're, again, we're influenced by our environment, by, like, society. Yeah, definitely. And, like, especially when i moved to las vegas um like i said i just i just kind of pushed pushed my filipino identity and culture aside and i started integrating more of like the american western culture to it mm-hmm. and so like i i had like an i growing up I had an identity crisis okay like i didn't know like i i wasn't i didn't identify as filipino mm-hmm. i couldn't be american but I listen to a lot of rap music, <laughs> right? I uh, yeah, I you, you still do. I, I mean, you know, superior music genre. Rap and R and B. Superior music genres. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so I used to like listen to a lot of rap music, and then I just aligned myself with um, like black culture, African American culture. Mm-hmm. Like I picked up on like a lot of the slang terms and um, and like you know like uh like the mannerisms and stuff like that yeah so, but that also has to come in to play with like your environment i mean nice well i mean i didn't grow up in like in a bad neighborhood no i'm not saying that's not what i'm what saying what are you trying to say then i'm just saying in your like uh, there's clearly like in your environment there wasn't a lot of asian no and there was like a lot of black people and white people yeah. and probably mexicans too yeah definitely when so we did, when we you probably to- gravitated to whatever culture you liked definitely so yeah that's what you did that's 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 what i wanted to align myself with every video game character or whatever if you could create if i could create a character on a video game it was always a black character mm-hmm. and then i would get stares from like my my mom and my dad and my friends are like you're not why are you making a black character yeah i was like well, i don't know mm-hmm. cool because no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, black culture is very cool. It's really interesting. It's very influential and very influential. Everyone wants to be black, but no one wants to deal with the struggles of being black. Yeah, and, and we can't talk about that either because yeah, we, we aren't black. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's it's a quote. I yeah, I, it's a quote from a comedian Paul Looney. Mm-hmm. He said it on the Chappelle show. I'm not gonna say it word for word, but I mean the. Pretty much what it is is everyone wants to be black, but no one wants to deal with the struggles of being black. Yeah, like uh, th- that culture is just so influential, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to you know be a part of it, but they don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And there's a um, in I guess like the music industry or like rap culture, there are these. It's a phrase or a term called a culture vulture, mm-hmm. which it's more synonymous with the baritone people. Like people like Post Malone or like mm-hmm. um, you know all the white rappers and stuff, they would like it, immerse themselves in black culture mm-hmm. and take from black culture. But when it came to like the real issues and things, they'd be like, "Oh, that's not my fight. That's not my thing." Yeah, like that fucking Avatar. Like when the world needed them the most, he disappeared. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's how it really is, but I mean. That's how people see it from us looking on the outside, yeah, like the, the outside the, looking in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's that's like that's what I like. Black culture to me, I was 
if if you asked about Will back in the day, and you asked him what he was about, I was like, I would, I'm synonymous with black culture. That's what I chose to align myself with because mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I just didn't want to be Filipino, and I wasn't American enough. Yeah, and then you had your emo phase too in high school. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with you about being Filipino, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I I think even till then, like, when did you start like accepting your Filipino culture? Honestly, it was like after I graduated high school. See, so even yeah, in so high school, you still weren't into your Filipino culture. Yeah, you went from like a da- like putting oh, how would you, how would I say it? what. Like, you went from adopting the black culture, and then you kind of went, and then kind of went into the white culture, because I, emo yeah, is... Did. Emo is synonymous with the with, with tones. Yeah, like, a lot of bands that are predominantly white. Yeah, I did. So, you didn't come into your culture a well, lot you, you later. Know, you know what's funny is that my emo phase was in middle school, mm-hmm. but even at that, I was still trying to align myself with black culture, so... Mm-hmm. I, it, it, for me everything was a mess yeah because i was listening to emo bands i was listening to fall boy my chemical romance mm-hmm. uh and stuff like that which i did too you know what with within my music taste it, i did kind of go everywhere i was a lot more like into the, like white pop and like yeah. like you know white people i get you say white people music yeah and then it wasn't until like maybe i got into high school where i started to listen to more spanish music mm-hmm. And even now, like, I'll still listen to more Spanish music than I will, like, pop. Mm-hmm. Like, Spanish pop or, like, you know, Spanish rock. It's more, more, more music catered to your culture. Yeah. And I always say it's because it's, like, and I will. It's it's because I find it more entertaining to listen to Spanish music because there's mm-hmm. just more, I don't know, more oof to it's it. More there's entertaining. More entertaining. You can dance to it, and that's what I really like. And I think that's why you always have, like, a hard time with me getting into rap and r&b because i'm just like it's too there's i it's i can't dance to it i can't feel it like for me i can't feel it that's subjective which is subjective (laughs) and then with r&b i'm like it's just too slow for me like i understand what they're saying but it's just too slow i'm not fully entertained again subjective but that's because i enjoy that mexican latino music you know what's crazy is that she'll she'll say R and B is slow and just it's just uh ugh to her. But no, she, I don't say she, it's ugh. She listens to Lana Del Rey, which is that was probably a, that the, was the in high school. Slowest paced music you could probably listen to. That was in high school. I don't listen to her very often Whatever. now. But anyway, getting back into um my crisis of an identity back then, but yeah, in middle school, like I said, I was still trying to be synonymous with like black culture. And then I also had an emo phase. So, I mean, if you were confused about me before that, you're definitely going to, you're definitely going to be confused about me then. Cause I was, I was like, I listened to emo stuff. I grew my hair out and everything yeah. to have the, the bangs, mm-hmm. but I was still wearing like shit that emo kids weren't wearing. Cause you know, emo kids back then, they were wearing like super tight jeans. Mm hmm like ripped up bands or whatever yeah. and the studded belts mm-hmm. and like super tight shirts and all the like and the bracelets, bracelets and like the the wrist bands and mm-hmm. stuff i didn't wear that i was wearing uh like i had a pair of like sean john jeans and like bat farm and i had like pairs of nike dunks and everything and i was yeah so i mean like i was 
uh, definitely trying to find yourself, but not within your own culture. I was a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely trying to find myself. Um, and then more towards high school, I kind of weaned off my emo phase. Mm-hmm. And then uh, still still attached to the black culture, but not as much. Because mm-hmm. um, when I got to uh, high school, uh, it, you kind of get to that age where you kind of you can start under understanding things more and mm-hmm. you can di- you know really start to differentiate with like what's what's this and what's that and you know what's what so when i got to like high school um we i got into a group of uh friends who were who were predominantly asian mm-hmm. and and then more so filipino uh so when i got into that group um they all spoke tagalog i couldn't mm-hmm. i could understand it but I couldn't speak it like them. Yeah. So it made me feel really like left out. So I was like, oh man, like I, I want to be like better friends with them, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I can. And I felt like they kind of judged me for not knowing how to speak, <coughs> excuse me, like Tagalog. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, I really got to, like, I feel left out uh, as a Filipino. So that's for me, that's when like in my head, I was like, okay, I should maybe start learning about my culture more. And that's where it kind of progressed from there. But, yeah, it was, I was a, just a huge question mark for me in terms of who I was. And, and now? And now, it's me, baby. It's me, you know who it is. A Filipino, and I don't know, and you now you say you're 2% Mexican. I am, according to my grandmother. Well, I think your grandma got like her timeline geography a little off, but I don't know. She's a teacher, so I'm not saying that she's <laughs> wrong, but I'm just saying maybe the way she explained it to you, yeah, apparently to the both of us, was yeah. off. Apparently, my grandma yeah. says that her, my great grandfather, her grandfather, um, was Mexican, and how he got to the Philippines was he just walked from Mexico to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then started a life there. <laughs> and I think she probably meant took a boat from Mexico yeah. to the Philippines. Geo geographically, if you don't know, Mexico and the Philippines, they're not next door neighbors. Not even close. Not even close. There's yeah. a whole ocean between them. Yeah, they're not they're not a stone's throw away. So you yeah. gotta take a take a take a lift there or something. Yeah, so I mean we haven't done like a twenty three and me this to fact check that. We could. I'm not calling my grandma a liar but i'm not calling her a truther yeah that's what i'm saying we could we could fact check it if we wanted to i would say you're i, trust her. I say you're adopting some mexican culture just because you're you're with me and you're dating me and you've been around my family enough but more so now because yeah. of that but i mean i if i am i won't deny my my, my mexican culture it's you know it's in the corazón you know it's what it is yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you don't know uh, anything about like the Filipino and Mexican culture, um, we were conquered by Spain, uh, colonized, conquered and colonized. Col- I would just say colonized. Yeah, we were conquered. Yeah, well, <laughs> we I mean conquered. they colonized us first, and they colonized after. Yeah, um, raped, pillaged our people, mm-hmm. and that's why if you ever come across a filipino if you ever come across a chinese looking person with a filipino last or with a spanish last name they're filipino yeah so um yeah uh, and they're 
along around that time of the colonization of Mexico and the Philippines, uh, I read about this. There was a trade route that would bring um, Mexicans and or Filipinos back and forth to each country to like work and stuff or trade. Or yeah, so I think that's how your grandma that's got. That's what she tried to say. Yeah, but, but she said walked because yeah. she, like I said, I think she got her geography so and timeline explain, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, she tried to explain it as um, before Pangea, yeah. before the tectonic plates split apart and stuff like Which that. Which is crazy because there wasn't even human life then. Well, well, well at least I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, she said before before Pangea, my great grandfather, great Mexican grandfather, walked from Mexico, took a stroll one day, and ended up in the Philippines and had my grandma. Supposedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. That's but yeah, I I that's why when she said it, I was like, hi, ah, she probably means a boat. And then later on, we did find out that there is like a community of Filipinos within Mexico. Yeah. I forgot where exactly, but I think it's like more South Mexico. Probably than, because of all the trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but you know what is funny that I was thinking like we both got colonized by Spain, but like I don't think I've ever seen a light, fair skinned, colored eyes, blonde Filipino. Enrique Iglesias. He's half Spaniard. He's also half Filipino. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean. In Mexico, you go to Mexico in certain regions, you see like fair skinned, colored eyes, blonde Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, I. It Where just... in the Philippines, you guys are all like either fair skinned, brown, or dark brown. Yeah. I. There probably <laughs> is. I have not seen it. I'm sure, like, probably in the Philippines where it's like you're not close to the sun, um, like in the cities or something, they're like more lighter skinned. Hmm. Because they're different, like, um, different cultures in the Philippines that were categorized. Their languages now, but back then they were categorized as peoples. Like, the Tagalogs were different people, and mm-hmm. the Ilocanos were different people, and, like, the like the Cebuanos were different people as well. Mm-hmm. Before they were, before it was a language, it was a people. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, you can fact check me in the comments and stuff, but if I remember correctly, the... Tagalogs are the more fair-skinned people, mm-hmm. um, and then the Ilocanos, who kind of live more like north in, of the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, which are it's more mountainous and stuff. So they're, I don't know. My theory is they're closer to the sun because they live in the mountains. So you know, they're close. They're more close to the sun. Yeah, so they're more brown. They're more brown. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, I, that was just like what I've seen. Like, because we watched a lot of. YouTube videos on like food and like travel people that travel for mm-hmm. food and mm-hmm. a lot of the videos that I've seen like where they go to the Philippines I'm like where are all the people that look like they were conquered in Spain you know like where is that where's the Spanish blood <laughs> yeah where's the Spanish blood where like in Mexico it's you can Pretty see it yeah, yeah you can see it was is there in uh in Mexico there's a, like like how it is in the Philippines like I just explained like there's like the like different people from different regions like the Tagalogs and the Ilocanos or is there stuff like I that? I think that would have been like Aztecs and Mayans. Uh-huh. I mean those are again I've not fully educated myself in all of Mexico but I, you know there was Aztecs and Mayans mm-hmm. and I'm sure other tribes 
and that's what they were is but if you were the main ones were like the Aztecs and Mayans. Yeah. And, and they were different, like Aztecs were more central Mexico and Mayans were more uh southern Mexico. Okay. And they're more like darker, lighter? Um you know what, I would say the southern if you go more down south of Mexico, they are a lot darker. Mm. Um you know what, and you can see it a lot in the the Oaxacan people, like people from Oaxaca. Mm-hmm. They still have like a very strong like tribal culture where they still speak their language there. Like the Aztec, not language, Aztec, like, like Mayan. Mayan I don't know the exact name for their language, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's still people out there in Mexico that still speak the like Aztec language. Like the old, like the old. Yeah. But it's not very prominent anymore because they just changed. In Mexico, mm-hmm. um, I know there's different like dialects of Spanish. Um, but in the Philippines, like I was saying, like there's so Tagalog is a language in itself, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's like Ilocano, which is a language in itself as well. It, so it, are you asking like if are there other different like languages or sub languages within? Mexico, like Spanish? Um, no, like I said, everything is Spanish, but every region, every state kind of has their own slang words, has their own oh. accent, their own way of saying certain things. What's what's a place that you can say? I would say I have the only thing that I know is that in Oaxaca, there is, they do have their, their own language, mm. but they also know Spanish. Like what's a place in Mexico that where you would be like, that's like how you just explained there's Spanish? But they have their own way of saying words. Oh, um, what's that place? Ch- Chihuahua. Oh, that's that's because I have a brother-in-law and his family. Well, how would they Chihuahua. speak Spanish though? They um the most like the the thing that is heard the most yeah. at least when they speak is their sh like the, the sh sounds the, the sh, sh sounds? the ch sounds because if I were to say if when I say Chihuahua I say Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. When they say say it, they say Chihuahua. It's very sh, muchacha, instead instead of muchacha. You know, stuff like that. Why? I don't know. Like I said, it's just it's their accent. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You think your sister picked up on the accent? Oh, a hundred percent. There was one day she said something and she said it with a sh. And I literally looked at her and I was like, "Uh, girl, you from Guanajuato, not from Chihuahua." Yes, you got GTO blood. I'm like, get your accent straight here. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Who are you? Mm Mm-hmm. What were we doing? I was gonna say something. Did you have anything to add about like the whole like American Filipino thing? I mean, no, I mean, at now, um, I guess, so, like, yeah, I'm, I mean, more so now, like, like I said, like, now being older, mm-hmm. I'm starting to really dive deep more into, like, Filipino culture and, like, just learning more about it. Because now that I'm dating you, your mom has uh, a load of questions. Well, yeah, because my I mean, mom is interested she in know. learning and she yeah, doesn't she, know. She doesn't know, which which is fine. Um, but I, w- I just wish I knew more to, you know, answer her questions. She has, man, she, un- I remember when we first met, she unloaded a whole bunch of questions for me. Yeah. Like a banana clip full of questions. She's like, do, do Filipinos do this? What about this? Where is your family from? What, what language? Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and more so now I'm, you know, getting to know a little bit more about like the Filipino culture just so 
I more will accept whenever your mom has a question. Wow, <laughs> here it is, right there. That's it. There's your answer. Yeah. Um, but and then also, um, I'm trying to learn, relearn Tagalog and Ilocano. Mm-hmm. Um, which is hard because it's hard because it's two different dialects. Yeah. And the words are similar, but different. There's like different like like nuances and like stuff like that. That mm-hmm. uh, how in like how you would speak Tagalog is not the same way you would speak like Ilocano. Like there's different. Um, I don't know the words for it. How you explain it? But I don't know. But it's different. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I kind of wish I picked up on it when I was a kid, but I mean, you guys know the story. I just explained to you guys. You had an identity I, crisis. I had a huge identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want I did want to add, um, you know, the importance of learning your culture. Um, I think it's very important. I think it's important too. Yeah. Because you got to know where you came from. Yeah. You got to know the roots as some kind of base knowledge mm-hmm. to understand why people. Why you are why you are the way you are, yeah. you know why other people treat you the way they treat you, look at you in a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> shit like that. Shit you- like that. So you you definitely had to have like an understanding. Like I feel like if like like any Latino kid that's probably third fourth generation, if they don't understand the history behind their culture. They don't understand. They can't fully wrap their minds around why. Well, to be honest, why why white people look at them a certain way, treat them a certain way, and it's all it all comes down to like the past and racism. Yeah, everything is rooted in racism. I mean, so no, I'm just kidding. But a lot of things are. We just found out yesterday that uh, tap dancing. Uh, was rooted in African American culture, or uh, it's like slave, slave, slavery. Yeah, slavery, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought because whenever I think of tap dancing, I think of the fairer tone skin. People. Yeah, same. I did. I that's I, what I thought too. And you know, just like everything in uh, African American culture, their fairer tone skin people took it from them and made it their own. Yeah, just like with bluegrass. Yeah, that everything. was everything stems too. from. Like I said, everything stems <laughs> from somebody else's culture. And mostly, but mostly in American culture, though, I, it, everything it 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 seems like everything is well, it it pretty much is like stems from uh, African American culture, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that they took from slaves. What is that? I think they have a word for it, like gentrified, Gent- gentrified. Oh, gentrification. Gentrification. Is, is that what it is? I don't know. I don't. No, that's just kidding. That's that's something I just said. It says it's a process of changing the character of a neighborhood through the influx of more affluent residents, white people, <laughs> and businesses. When I think of gentrification, it's like say like I don't know what's like what's a a, a place here in Arizona that would. It, I w- I would say I was like ooh, I would say more in Vegas. Like if they took like so the, if they, if like if you so like there's there's like um. Maybe like Northeast Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is synonymous with being a, just a, a you know a high crime rate, bad neighborhood stuff like that. It's like what you would think of like a ghetto or like the hood. 
Mm-hmm. And then if you would take the European people moving in there and include like an up like upgrade what you know whatever you something know. like that mm-hmm. and just made it more like so it's like i think it's like synonymous with like hipster culture like you come into a neighborhood and then you just like change the whole outlook and dynamic of it not necessarily and then you kind of push the people that were there for years out. out because while you're making although you are making it better so to speak so to speak you're also making you're prices of everything yeah of everything go up meaning these people who were able to afford to live there can't live there anymore because they can't afford it because even though yes you it looks like you did a good thing the community seems safer more beautiful more people want to come but now you're moving the people who like were born there raised there, yeah had families there they're moving out yeah because it kind of fit the price of living down there yeah so i mean it's serious on people <laughs> but yeah i mean just i feel like we went super off topic off topic there but um yeah i just every i think everything just comes down back to like your culture how you identify with it don't be ashamed yeah and don't be ashamed don't be me don't be a question mark yeah, I mean, regardless of whatever you want to identify yourself with, like white, if you are yeah. white and half of whatever, mm-hmm. or if you're full on some kind of, you know, some kind of Asian or any other kind of ethnicity, but pay respect. Yeah, at least get some knowledge. Mm-hmm. And oh, what uh, don't appropriate culture. Yeah, that's. And I, I, you know what? Looking back at it now, I'm pretty sure I was appropriating for sure when for I was sure. like in middle school and stuff. Yeah, which I apologize for. I'm sorry about that. What? And <laughs> you know what? And I didn't, I didn't have that. Like I, I don't think I ever appropriated a culture. I knew I mostly stuck to like white culture and Mexican culture, but I don't think I ever appropriated myself with any um, other culture. Because, I mean, I also wasn't exposed to it. Like, the, what I mainly saw was white people and Mexicans or other kind of mm-hmm. Latinos. So that's what I knew. That's what I grew up around. Yeah. I, I didn't grow up around a lot of, like, black people or Asian people. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I didn't get fully accustomed to that until I got into high school and, like, college is when I started seeing more. More more cultures and stuff. Mm-hmm. In, in your high school, who was it most like? Predominantly like white and Mexican. No other. Was there like a handful of like a sprinkle of Asians? Yeah. But not like how like I don't know. In in Las Vegas, um, there are these technical schools. Um, I forgot that there's an acronym for it, like SWECTA and ECTA, and they're like technical academies. Mm-hmm. Um. But those schools were synonymous with Asian culture because a lot of Asian people went to those schools. Some no. of my cousins who are not really cousins went to those schools. No, we didn't have stuff like that. No, we just had public schools. It was just regular public schools. And so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Las Vegas, yeah. There's, like, there's a lot of those technical academies has just a bunch of Asian people. Mm-hmm. The school I went to... Um, it was a pretty good mix of, I mean, it was predominantly white, black, Mexican, mm-hmm. 
and then uh, a sprinkle of Asian people, which mm-hmm. was my group of friends. Yeah. Um, we, <laughs> you know, it was funny. Um, my group of Asian friends, we would have, um, uh, there was a, a little, like, uh, I don't know what you call it. Not, it was like a little, little place that you could sit in the front of the school mm-hmm. where all the kids would gather, like, at, in the morning and stuff, just hang out and chill. Yeah. And uh, my group of friends, they would sit on the strip of wall. Mm-hmm. And then they used to call it the Great Wall of China. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if that's the name that it was given to us by other people, mm-hmm. but that's what they used to call it. We used to call it the Great Wall. <laughs> yeah. And that's where all everyone would sit, like all the Asian people would sit. Again, just a- category- categorizing Asians all as Chinese. Chinese. That's what we are. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was going to say, that don't, you know, don't, don't be ashamed of your culture. You know, the, uh, everyone is going to look at your culture to be weird because they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But that's not your fault. And it's not the dominant culture. It's not the dominant race or yeah. ethnicity. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not your fault. Don't be ashamed of it. Just be true to yourself. And, you know, I mean, you could, like, like you were saying, like, you can learn about other cultures, but, you know, you know pay your respects to it and stuff. Don't mm-hmm. be, like, appropriating culture and stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that fetishize over things like i like i said there's a lot of people that fetishize over asians and hispanics in general yeah a lot of a lot of people have um a fetish with asian women a lot of and latinos and latino women too let me ask you this Hmm. in mexico do you guys have more older blacks not to my knowledge i think the philippines (laughs) Oh no, they did. They did. Yeah, but it's more so, more so like, um, uh, um like military men mm-hmm. who are like, I, I don't, I think there's a base in the Philippines. I'm not sure. Well, I think it's very, at least to me, I was aware that military men they go to some kind of Asian country and fall in love, with come them. back with an Asian woman. And that's how it, that's how it's been for like the longest time. I feel mm-hmm. um, where I think in with Mexico, it's kind of like. You either get, there's always a white person in the Mexican family. Yeah. Always. Yeah, definitely. I think in yours, there's two. Yeah. At this point now, they're Mexican. Yeah, there was three, and now there's two. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's good, no, actually, just kidding. There was, there's three again, um, but originally it was just three. So I have two uncles. No, just, just kidding. I have one uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then one. my cousin married a white man Mark. and then my other cousin married a white girl oh that's so, right so there is well she 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 had to put in her time she's still she's toned. she's fairly new into the family yeah so. she got to put in her time and then i have another cousin who's dating another girl who's white but she's been in the around the family a lot like she's even like learned to speak spanish like she can Oh. Like she can talk to my grandma very like very well. I think it is not my grandma, grandma, my her grandma, which is my cousin's grandma, which is my yeah. yeah. It's Man, very it's so very complicated. Sorry guys. Confusing. Yeah. But I, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just that's just how it is. I feel like, but you know what? There's a lot of Asians and Mexicans getting together now, or you know what? A lot of Asians and Latinos getting together now. Like I see, I've seen it a lot more now. Asians are the way. <laughs> they, it's a wave. It's a wave. It is a wave. <laughs> the wave that never stop. It's a tsunami, baby. <laughs> oh my god. 
tsunami. Yeah, you are the first Asian in the family. So I, you're the first one, but I don't think you'll be the last. No, after me, I just opened the door <laughs> for more Asians, for more of my kind. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, you know what I will say though. Hey, for all you like uh, Latinos, Latinas, or you know, just Hispanics that um, like Asian men, but you're not too sure about their culture, date a Filipino. We're the closest Asian that's uh, relative to the culture. Yeah. Again, yeah. because of Spain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we just have those similarities. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm just saying if you want a, a someone who's easily relatable to your culture. Mm-hmm. But you have an Asian fetish. You like Asian men. Filipinos is where it's at. Yeah, and you still get the brown skin and short people. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> same people, different eyes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was gonna say though, like, um, in the Philippines, to go back to that, there's uh a lot of like the GIs. Uh, like I said, I don't know if there's a base in the Philippines. There mm-hmm. probably is, but they would get stationed there, or they would go there, and then they would fall in love with a beautiful Filipino woman, mm-hmm. whether it be for love or for sex, or a lot of the times for the women, it's for papers. Yeah. For money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not going to get to it. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to get to it. That's a... Yeah, but <laughs> see, even with, I feel like even with people that come from said country, Amer- American, I feel like they even try to adapt to the American culture. Yeah, because they want that American life that they see on TV. They do, a and lot then of, they get here and they're like, "Oh, it's nothing like it's yeah, on TV." It's not uh, the for people who don't live in America. Uh, they only see, yeah, like you said, they only see what is on like TV or like rose through the, the rose colored glasses. Exactly. So yeah. like they think everyone in America is rich. Yeah, which is not always the case. No, we're better off mm-hmm. more better off than the people you know in another country but we're not rich yeah like a lot, i know for um when we went to the philippines um my mom and dad like they would always they were always expected to like pay for things because mm. we had more mo- we had money yeah and we looked like rich people because i like the the american dollar is worth more in the Philippines than it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, whenever we go to the Philippines, we're kind of always expected to pay for things because we were considered rich. Mm-hmm. But in reality, we were very, like, middle class, like, low middle class. Yeah. Like, we didn't have, like, a, a nice big house and stuff. We had a pool, but it wasn't, like, what you would think we had, like, for being American. Mm-hmm. So, whenever we go there, we always pay for shit we buy this we do order what, what do you need you need this okay let's go to the store let's get this for you what do you need that okay whatever mm-hmm. and then it. you come back home and you're broke and i'm broke well i mean not you but like well no i mean like we like i said like the american dollar is worth more in the philippines mm-hmm. um so like say for like for instance like uh a dollar in the philippines would be like i don't know i don't know if it's not true but let's say like a dollar here would be like worth like um like a hundred pesos over there in the philippines no that's a lot i feel like that's a little bit too i know much. but i mean that that's just an example like yeah. it's worth more yeah so like i mean like we would spend we would spend like a, a lot of money on mm-hmm. our family but that's just because we had american money we had the means to. yeah we had the means to mm-hmm. and then like if you really do the math we probably spent like 
two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which is whatever to us. I mean, I mean it's not whatever, but yeah. I mean, like you would spend two hundred dollars on groceries, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like if you have a big family, that's whatever. Yeah. But then two hundred dollars, two hundred American dollars in the Philippines would be like a, a bunch of shit, like mm-hmm. new appliances, maintenance stuff, and yeah. stuff like that. Like it, my one time, um, uh, I when I was in the Philippines, I remember my uncle. He has a. We have these things in the Philippines called tricycles, and it was just like a left as leftover uh, motorcycles with like a. Uh, what's it called? What's that thing attached to the side of a motorcycle? I don't know the exact like word, a, but I know. What uh, yeah, about. you know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was uh, motorcycles that was left over from World War Two mm-hmm. by the Americans, and we just converted into like these taxis or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so my my uncle was telling me like, yeah, you know, I didn't have a job, and your parents bought me this tricycle so I could start working and make money, and that's just expensive. Mm. So. We we had some money, but we didn't have that much money. Yeah. So that's why, like, whenever we go back, we're always expected to pay for things because uh-huh. we're we're from America. Yeah. We're Americans. That's what we do. And you know what? I don't. At least from the last times we've gone to Mexico, we aren't expected to pay for everything, but we just do because we know we can. Yeah. It's not. It's not gonna hit our pockets harder than our family over there. Yeah. But also, they're very big on like, no, 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 you're our guest. Let, let us, let us it. pay. But we're like, no, 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 like just you're putting a lot into just having to stay in your house, and we're like invading your space. The least we could do is pay for the food, you know. Yeah. Or pay for something. Yeah. Um, my family is there. Those like we'll house you, but we also expect you to pay for some stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if we go out to a nice restaurant, like oh, you got the bill. I mean, I could probably pay for it, but I mean, you're from America. Oh, so, okay, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, like mm-hmm. little like petty, like mm, yeah. Because they think that back, I scratch yours. Well, I f- I felt like it's also like they think that you think you're better because you're in America, you're making money, and yeah, it's kind of like that. I, a lot, of, I think, a lot of the times it's like that too, um, mm-hmm. for like Filipinos, like or like people who are um, going back to the Philippines just to visit, mm-hmm. like their families there. Um, it's like, oh, look at you, big, big American. You make money. Mm-hmm. You think you're better than us? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of animosity for like people who move away to America and then come back to visit. And not, I wouldn't say animosity, but there's like, um, like a jealousy mm-hmm. sort of thing. Where I, you know, what, I at least with my family, I haven't really seen that. But but that's also because like my family in Mexico have been lucky enough to come to America to visit our family and to like experience it here. So they they know that. There's a big difference, yeah. you know, but they also know that like that we don't care. We're here to like just be with them and, and have fun with them and enjoy their time because mm-hmm. we can't go all the time. It's not something that they know that it's expensive for us to go there mm-hmm. as well as we know that it's expensive for them to come over here mm-hmm. to visit. So I never, at least for me, I never got that vibe. You know what I do see, though, with um the younger generation? Mm-hmm with my with the younger cousins from both america and mexico there's a big divide hold on <clears throat> because they're just the culture so different they don't not all the younger cousins that live in america speak spanish or understand it uh-huh. so even when i was in mexico over um 
winter break for December, like, we could tell, like, here, all the Mexican cousins were here, all the American cousins were over there. Yeah. And then it took them a while. It took them, like, a few days to, like, be, like, really, like, trying to get Like, really, yeah. And they were, like, oh, we like similar things. I just don't know how to talk about it. We just don't know how to talk about it. We don't know how to communicate with each other. Yeah. So, I... I've honestly haven't seen the adults be like, "Oh, you're from here, from America, so you think you're better." Where as with the cousins, I, the younger cousins, I, it's different. Mm-hmm. But I also think because the older cousins in my family, they went to Mexico a, a lot. lot, like often, so they were very comfortable with each other. And where with these kids, it's not, it's not the same. We don't go as often. We don't go every year. We go every few years. Mm-hmm. So it's different. I mean, I, I'm sure it's like that too in the Filipino culture. I know it is at least for my cousins. Um, when like whenever I go back to um, the Philippines or the last time I went, um, we couldn't really relate much as far as like um, like language goes. I couldn't really talk to them. I always have like my mom or like uh, my dad translate for me, mm-hmm. and it was kind of rough for me. Last time I went, um, I tried to hang out with my cousins. And my dad was like, all right, here you go. Hang out with them. And then he left. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. They 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 barely speak English. I barely speak Tagalog or Ulupan. Mm-hmm. So, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um. So, I was like, uh, hey, guys. Yeah. Remember me? But, I mean, we, we, we got it together. We spoke. What we connected more, or at least what how I connect more with my cousins is – not through language, but through like things like mu- or hobbies, like music and art, mm-hmm. or not art, like mm-hmm. basketball, like music and stuff like that. So, like, I remember one time, um, we went to my um mom's side of the family. We went to go visit my mom's side of the family, who they've moved since. It's Auntie Tina. Okay. So they used to live uh where my mom, uh, her family used to live in uh, the Philippines. Mm-hmm. which is Abra or uh, in like Patuka Nai and stuff like that. I don't know which one is which. It's mm-hmm. it's in the mountains. Okay. Well, anyway, like I, I, we got there and um, I hung out with my cousin. Um, and we didn't speak much because we didn't really, we couldn't, you know, I didn't know the language mm-hmm. that well. But we did connect over basketball. So, so I mean, we got on that court and we didn't even say anything. It's mm-hmm. more so like body language. Like, I knew what he wanted to do, he knew what I wanted to do, and we tore up that court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, it, was like, it was like Kobe and Shaq over there with Okay, me but like, they weren't fobs. No, they weren't fresh off the boat, but uh, if they you were. Technically, you were I the fob. Fresh off, I was a fop. That <laughs> uh, sounds weird. Fresh off the plane. <laughs> I was a fop. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like it just we we don't connect with language more so we do connect with like hobbies. Mm-hmm. That's what like I really yeah you know got to know him with or by mm-hmm. just basketball. Yeah, but you know what? I going back to like our main topic. I know we like jump around you guys, but th- it's kind of like the premise of the show. Like, we'll so talk. Are about, you ready to ramble? Yeah, like we we talk. There's a certain topic <laughs> we start off with, but we'll like go off of it as well. But Anyways, to go back to the thing, um, I feel like in families, like a lot of families that like live in America, mm-hmm. but they're like for us, there's also a divide between what you show society and then what, how you are with your family. Yeah. 
like because i i see that at least i see that with myself like how i present myself to the world outside of my family is not the same way how i act with my family Mm -hmm. so my true self is who i am with my family which is i'm very like very mexican i I do very mexican-like things Mm -hmm. where and then if you take me out into society into the world that kind of like Try to represent your people. Try to represent myself to acclimate with everybody else. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do too. Like, what do you mean? Like, try to represent their culture? No, I mean, like, on the outside world, you try to acclimate oh, yourself just, with just, that society. Your, yeah, like, you're just your yeah. average, everyday, run of the mill American. Yes. And then when you get home, you're Mexican. Yeah. Okay, I get what you mean. Um, no, I'm I'm Filipino all the way, baby. <laughs> just kidding. No. no, I was gonna say because we work <laughs> together and I've seen you and I do. I have I have a uh, of uh, my business voice. Yes, which is not even close to my regular voice. No, it's a lot softer. You think I'm more more not aggressive or abrasive like when it comes to work? to work yeah like when it comes to like speaking to like patients and stuff like that you no you're a lot nicer yeah yeah i don't want to get fired you're freaking fake <laughs> but i feel like that's a lot of people <laughs> at work people. Everyone has they're their, all fake everyone has their their business their, their <laughs> business voice like yeah you're trying to be all nice and stuff because mm-hmm. we have to be i don't want to get fired i still want to pay for shit and eat food mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um but, but i feel like you do that too like i feel like you kind of not all the time but you definitely do kind of like you're not always Filipino. Yeah, everywhere we go. Yeah. I mean, if I was Filipino everywhere we went, like, especially in restaurants, you know what it is, like, with Filipinos? They have this thing where um, I haven't seen it in restaurants, or at least, like, the bigger restaurants mm-hmm. in the Philippines, like the nicer restaurants, but um, Filipinos have this thing where we'll, they'll be eating dinner or food or whatever, and they will have, they'll have their, let me mute the mic, they'll have their their foot up on their chair like this yeah i've seen your mom do that a yeah. lot i'm like that's weird yeah but hey it's filipinos what it is i love it mm-hmm. yeah so i mean imagine if like we went to like a restaurant and i did that yeah i would look at you weird because <laughs> yeah, like i in my family we don't do stuff like that yeah like it's very rare that we do things like that but like at the same time it's like if people like see us eating food with our hands Mm-hmm. that's not normal unless you're eating like, like a hamburger, hamburger or something or a that's dog. like yeah something that you eat with your hands but like mm-hmm. for filipinos and mexicans there's a lot of food that we can eat with our hands yeah and it's mostly because we you use rice as your base and uh, we use tortillas as, as our base mm-hmm. those are our rice and tortilla and our hands are our utensils well yeah i mean before forks and spoons is what we have yeah is our hands and that was one thing i was kind of um kind of ashamed about like back then about my culture is that mm-hmm. we you know we have like spoons and forks but we also use our hands to eat primarily because mm-hmm. that's just you know that's what's in your culture that's what you had before you had the utensils right so i was like kind of ashamed to do that um to eat with my hands i'm like this is barbaric I'm yeah like, now you caveman. shame me because i don't want to eat like that at your house and i'm like well i don't shame you yes you do no, i don't yes you do no i just suggested i was like no you, you can no no how? you don't how? suggest how? it you're like 
see with your hands. No, I'm like, no, I don't say it like that. Yes, I was you like, do. You know, like, I know. I say, well, you, you can eat it with your hands. You, it tastes better. No, you say it in a way that's like very anyway, judgmental. It, it tastes but better. I, it's you know what, and I understand that you that's you want me to like really immerse into the Filipino culture in that way. But to me, I'm like, well, I don't. What's the difference between eating with your mm-hmm. hands and using a tortilla to eat with your hands? It's the same. Thing. No, because the tortilla holds all of the food in there. You, your fingers hold all the food in the. It's not the same thing. You gotta use your kamay to get all the ulam and then you subo it to your mouth. <laughs> no, no, okay, like Whatever. it's just it's different. It's just different. Yeah. There yeah. is times I will, like, okay, like, I will grab stuff with my my, mm-hmm. my hands, but I feel a lot more comfortable with a tortilla if I'm going to be eating with my hands. You with eating your hands, buddy? No. no I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's, like, one of the things I was just kind of just like, uh, I don't uh, I don't know if I want to eat with my hands. I don't. That's, that's weird. That's barbaric. Mm-hmm. I have uh, utensils. Yeah, again, American, American, American culture, American society. Like that's, yeah, we were also raised with that. So it's, you know what I, I was gonna say too. Even with um, even now with the Philippine Filipinos, they since they, you know, have have the utensils. We it was uh kind of a culture shock to me. It was like it's kind of like a weird thing to me that like. Filipinos, as far as I know, are the only people that have utensils but use a fork and a spoon to eat at the same time. At the same time, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, so I was like, like I, I remember uh, I went to a friend's house um, when I was still in school, and they, uh, they, they were, I don't know, they were Asian too. I forgot what they were, mm-hmm. but they, they made, they made me and my friend some food. I stayed over for like dinner uh, one time, and I asked them for a fork and a spoon. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Why?" I was like, "That's what do you mean? What do you mean? Why? I need that to eat." <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I need mm-hmm. that to eat my food. What do you, you know? But yeah. I guess Filipinos are the only people with utensils that use a, a fork and a spoon at the same time to eat. Yeah. I didn't know that. I cause, yeah, because I was either a fork or a spoon. We yeah. didn't really use both. Do and honestly, we kind of predominantly use spoons because it's just easier to grab. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I also learned that. I mean, I don't. I'm sure other all the other cultures do this too. But Filipinos use. They, we don't really have knives, mm-hmm. so we use a spoon to cut the meat instead. Oh. I've never seen anyone else do that. No, we don't do that. I mean, unless it's a utensil, but like if we have meat or something, it's kind of kind of just rip it with our hands. Yeah. Yeah. But unless it's already cut up. But yeah, um, we're at ooh, hour and eighteen, so we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, there's more we can talk about for but sure. But this we've strayed away from the main topic and just been rambling about different things. But anyway, uh, yeah. Hey, thanks guys for tuning in mm-hmm. uh, to another episode of the Are You Ready to Ramble podcast. Hopefully, the audio was better. Um, with this episode, we I bought new mic stands, uh, so like I could use the mic, or I could use the mic that's closer to our faces instead of us just like bending over holding the mic. Yeah. Hopefully, when I edit this and you guys hear it, it sounds a lot better than the other episodes. You can hear us clearly. 
But uh, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm gonna have the comment section open to the stuff you wanna add in there, or fact check us, or add you know your 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 your. your I'm just having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you have strokes all the time. Your opinion. Yeah. yeah, I mean your your experiences and stuff. Your yeah. opinions with like you know being. Um, of other culture and living in America mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and have that open. Also, I mean, if you want to have you know any ideas that you know you want us to talk about any topics, any topics you want to put that in there too. If you're willing to have uh, a couple of twenty year olds who don't know a whole lot about anything talk yeah. about whatever topic, put it in there, man. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know politics. I'm very yeah. No, hesitant. no politics. Just because I'm not knowledged in politics at all, and, and I don't and, really care. And we about don't politics. really. We don't care that much about it. We should, but uh, we don't. You know, I want to keep the podcast lighthearted. Yeah, seriously, because yeah. once you get into politics, it's just it's very not messy. Funny anymore. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, we'll we'll leave that open. You know, put in whatever topics you wanna. You want us hear us talk about what the hell did I just say? You want us hear us talk about? Yeah, uh, whatever. You, yeah, um, if you guys know well, you know that this is his normal. He like has strokes and brain farts and yeah. like he just goes off the rails all the time. He forgets what he's saying. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>